0: Hey Sox fans, welcome to episode 26 of Good Guys Talk Back, your Chicago White Sox podcast. It's very fan-centric and blue-collar. I am Nick Murawski, and my co-host Jeff Julian is still on vacation, uh, but we forge ahead here on this Wednesday, June 12th, 2019, second week of June. And our Chicago White Sacks are 32 and 34, which is about kind of where they've been uh, for majority of the season. A uh, few games under 500, a game under 500, four games under 500, getting back to two games under 500. Uh, they are four games back uh, in the wild card, and I know. I know on June twelfth, it doesn't mean much, and we shouldn't really be looking at that. But hey, I mean, as a fan, uh, that's that's stuff that you look at. You look. I, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at standings in April, which is nuts and it's ridiculous, and it drives me right to the alka seltzer, and it, it, it's dumb, but I do it. Uh, and and to see this team here in 2019, this team that. Should not, on paper, should not have been sniffing the wild card four games back. To see them in the situation that they are um, here in the second week of June, it, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good things to talk about. Uh, that's a happy thing. That's a good thing. Um, last night, Sox win uh, at home against the Nationals uh, in a tight one. Uh, shouldn't have been that close. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, lose Game 1 against the Nationals, Uh, just get routed, absolutely routed. Uh, So they split uh, with the Nats. And that comes uh, after a 3-4 of in Kansas City, uh, which was a great series. Uh, Gio pitched great. We'll get to that. Lopez pitched great, Uh, taking 3 out of 4 in Kansas City, a team that, of course... On paper, you should beat you should beat down, and and the Sox are doing that. Uh, and you know, the last time they saw the Royals, they swept them. So we're looking at the Sox taking care of business against the teams that they should. Uh, you know, Nats come into town on Monday uh, this past Monday, and you know, just get just get absolutely punished twelve to one, and. You kind of saw it coming here. You know, Covey's hurt, and, and, and the Sox bring up this guy, you know, Despagne, I'm sure I'm butchering his last name, so let's just call him O.D., uh, his, his initials. And he's a bit of a journeyman, and he comes up, and he's got, a, he's got an El Duque. He's got an Orlando Hernandez, a bit of a motion. He's throwing uh, from the side a little bit. He's got that crazy leg kick. Um, You know, he grinds out a quality start, uh, you know, gives up three runs. uh, But, man, our bullpen on Monday night was just in shambles. I mean, they look look pathetic. And, uh, you know, Eaton and, you know, the Nats have got some some hitters. That team can hit Rendon. uh, They can hit. And you're looking now on, on game two, Yesterday, and you're seeing Banuelos is going to go, and I'm telling you, as a fan, I'm sure you folks were thinking the same thing. I'm like, there's no way. I mean, the Nats here are going to sweep the Sox again. They did it already in D.C. Now they're going to do it on the south side. Um, and sure enough, Banuelos, man, he gave a pretty good effort. You know, he gave a pretty good effort. Four and two-thirds, two earned runs. Uh, bullpen was a little shaky. I mean, Bummer, Aaron Bummer's human. We, 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 uh, we saw that last night. Colomay had to do an extended save. Um, he gives up a home run, but you, you kind of saw that also shaping up. I mean, if you've watched enough Sox games over the years, oh, you, you, you kind of see, you know, it's 7-2. to two, Now it's 7-4. to four. Bases were loaded. Colomay gets out of that jam. It could have easily been 7-6 going into the ninth. It started to feel like one of those... Horrible Billy Koch uh, blown saves from the early 2000s. I know I went way back to the early 2000s, but y- y- you see that when you've watched enough of these and you're like, here we go again. This is a game that they needed to win to have some momentum uh, going into this really tough stretch here. And, uh, you know, Colomay locked it down. You know, it, it, was, it was tight, you know, stomach in knots, but, you know, Columet locks that down. And they end up splitting. Um, so th- th- that was good to see. You know, you're not gonna, you weren't able to do anything Monday offensively anyway against Sanchez. I mean, uh, the Nats, they, they, they just had everything going. Uh, I, I was there, you know, in attendance. And Monday's tough draw across Major League Baseball in general. There weren't a lot of folks that came out. It was kind of a dead crowd. And, uh, you know, the Sox just weren't really in it. They, they really weren't in it. Most of the game, really any of the game, um, and to see the bullpen implode like that was uh, was discouraging. But they bounce back, and, and we get a really good win, um, you know, to finish off the our, our time against the Nats. And you know, what you're seeing is you're seeing offense from the guys that you want to see offense from, right? And you know, we're gonna. I want to get to. I want to get to. Um, Aloy and, and Mankata in just a bit, but I want to backtrack just, a, you know, about our pitching situation. And this, you know, this rotation, this White Sox rotation is not set up for success by Sox brass. It is being held together with, you know, gum and, and, and tape and not good tape, not like gorilla tape, like cheap scotch tape that you get at the dollar store. I mean, we're, we're hanging on here. You know, you got Gio who's having just a career year. Lopez is hot and cold, but, th- but that's really about it. You, you don't know what you're going to get from Nova, and fans are pleading for Cease. I mean, when we heard that when Kobe was hurt, we weren't excited for Kobe to be hurt. You know, you don't wish that, but for sure, I thought here we are, second week of June, Cease is going to get brought up, and, and I, you know, I hear all the reasons of why you, you might want to keep Cease down, and I, I just don't get any of it. We talked about it on the previous episode on, on 25, and probably on 24. And I want to see him pitching against Major League talent. I, I, the numbers he puts up or doesn't put up in AAA right now, you take it with a grain of salt. I mean, who is he pitching against? And... It's clear to me that Sox Brass is just not going to set this rotation up for success. So the fact that they're two games under five hundred right now is amazing. It's really absolutely amazing, and and we know hope, we 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 know help and hope and all those good things are on the way. Probably second half of twenty nineteen and definitely in twenty twenty. But you're in a weird situation here. And I and I guarantee you, Sox Brass did not think we were gonna be in this situation as a team. Two games under, sniffing the wild card. You know, fans are getting impatient. I am one of them. You know, here we are, year three of this rebuild, and you're starting to see progress. You're starting to see excitement. Let's keep it with pitching right now. To see Geo's, you know efforts and how, he, how far he's come, and I've got some splits to talk about in a little bit. Those types of things completely fuel the cease chatter. You know, if, if only, if only, if only, if only Kopeck was still uh, was healthy, if only Radon was healthy, you know, if only we spent more money in the offseason, if only Cease was here. They're not. You know, and, and that's the reality, unfortunately. I, you know, getting all hot and bothered and in a lather, you know, I got to talk myself down because th- they're not here. And, and you are only as strong as you're pitching. You really are. And the Sox this year, whoo, man, they are poster. They're a poster team of that. You know, sometimes the offense will bail you out. And this offense... Uh, we're, we're seeing some of it from last night, for sure, with, with Eloy. The offense will bail out this Chicago White Sox uh, pitching staff. But more times than not, it is going to be, as a result, win or loss of your starting pitching. So again, it's unbelievable that this team is sitting at 32 and 34 after what we've had to see uh, with this staff. Um, so, so let's talk about offense. and And last night... Uh, game two of this national series. I mean, you saw you saw Jimenez's power. Uh, you saw Eloy Jimenez hit his first outside home run. I mean, he is a beast. He is a monster. He drove this home run 462 feet dead center to the fan deck. I mean, that's you know that's Jim Tomey blackout game uh, area. And if you. have Do me a favor when you go to the game next time. You go to the game, walk to center field, walk to that fan deck. Try to get up to those stairs because that's where this uh, Eloy home run landed. And just take a look out from that from that deck to center or to home plate and see. Just just give give yourself a perspective. I mean, watch the replays if you haven't watched the replays. I mean, it's just unbelievable this guy's power and it's effortless. I mean he had one of these bombs in Kansas City. It just looks so smooth, and he's not just hitting home runs you know he he had a double yesterday an r b i double you know he's he's getting his singles he's getting his hits he's getting a little bit more comfortable a little bit more comfortable with uh you know with breaking pitches, but he's also hitting stuff out of the zone you know he's 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 aggressive and he's having fun i mean watching this guy in the dugout and you know post game interviews just he's a kid you know i i'm not trying to make a direct comparison here but boy he sure he sure smile he sure looks like ken griffey junior when he came up in the late 80s early 90s just the just the smile and the joy to play uh, this game that he loves and um it, it's a really it's an awesome thing to watch this guy develop and, and so glad we, we got to see it right at the beginning of the year and this guy is just going to be something else um, my worry with Eloy is his defense uh, you know he it just doesn't look like he's comfortable in left field and I, I know that 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 comfort will will eventually come to him but I'm wondering you know is Is he really the left fielder of the future? Or is he more of a DH? Because right now, I need him to get his at-bats. He has got to get consistent at-bats through September. That is critical. You know, to to get more comfortable with breaking pitches, Major League Baseball pitching in general, you know, you've got hitting coaches, etc. to have eyes on what you're doing against Major League pitching. That's critical throughout this year. I can't have him getting hurt and left, but you also need him to get experience in left if he's going to be your left fielder. I think he can play left. I mean, if you watch Schwarber, if you watch him in left field, I mean, that dude, he's got some struggles. And I don't, I mean, Eloy's not that bad right now. He's got some, sometimes the way he goes after a ball, I mean, he looks a little clueless, but he's young. I mean, the guy's 22, 23. He's going to figure that out, but I just don't, you know, I can't afford him getting hurt. I, I think the at-bats are more critical than his experience in left field right now um, because you're seeing what the power can do. You are seeing what he can do to all fields, left field, center field, right field, and, and I want to see him, Starting to have the approach like Mancada has right now, and that's only going to happen with at bats. We'll talk about Mankata, you know, in just a bit. But yeah, you know, I'm excited. If anything, you take away right now, and there's so many things to take away from this 2019 team. So many things that you just didn't, you didn't really expect. But if you're taking away anything, it one thing is the Eloy, you know, Jimenez. He he puts a smile on my my face as a fan and, and talking to other sox fans at games or just you know that I you know you're waiting in line or whatever for you know I was at the garage sale uh you know Saturday ago and you're talking to other fans and and that and that's what you want to talk about is like to see the to see the maturation of of these guys along with Anderson and Mankata. it gives you hope that here we are, we're on the right track, yes. There's, there needs a lot. There needs to be a lot of things still to get us into contention with, with teams like you know Houston or even Minnesota right now. Uh, but I, I'm happy what I'm seeing with, with Eloy. You know, speaking about other guys, you got Anderson who's, who's come back down to earth. He's hitting 314. He's still, you know, he, he he really makes you wonder sometimes at shortstop. You know, he'll make some amazing throws. Or amazing um, efforts, and then he'll just have some kind of bonehead, you know, lapses on, on, on pop ups, or you know. So I'm hanging with him, but uh, you know, I, I want to see that that offense continue. I, I think he can be a 300 hitter, 280, 300. You know, I, I don't see him as a 330 hitter. Um, so he's coming back down to earth, but all things considered, a bright spot. Mankata, the dude's hitting 295. I mean, you look at where he is right now, and then you look at where he was at this time last year. He was hitting 227 last year. He had 92 strikeouts. He's only got 74 right now. He had 23 RBIs last year. He's got 37. He had nine home runs at this at this point last year. He's got 12. I mean, that average, 295 right now compared to 227. And, and what you're seeing with Mankata. Is, is because of last year and getting his at-bats, is you're seeing him be patient with, with the breaking ball. He's not trying to pull that thing and jack it out of the park. He's got the power to do it, but he's disciplined now. and he's taking that pitch the other way. And then if, and if a fastball tries to sneak in on him, he could pull the hands in and, and, and rake it down the line. You know It just comes with seeing more pitching. Studying video. You know, hitting second also helps because he doesn't feel the, the pressure to get on base and always take those pitches. He sees a pitch, if he's hitting in the second hole and he sees a pitch, his first pitch, and it's belt high, rip it. Go ahead. You know, you've been studying the pitcher for an at-bat. you know, And, and that's where Eloy's going to be. And, and eventually that's where Robert's going to be. You hope. I mean that's the plan, and and it takes that bat. So I'm staying patient with some of these guys because I'm seeing what's happening with Mankata. You know he he left uh, yesterday's game with a bit of a back issue. Uh, you know thank goodness for today with with the day off. Today was a is a perfect off day too. You know the weather you know a little crappy. You know who knows if this game was even going to get was even going to get in. You know they've got the momentum from the win last night taking a breather before a really difficult stretch coming up. So hopefully, you know, Mankata bounces back and and the back issue isn't too serious. But love seeing what he's doing and and his defense. I mean, we've got a third baseman for the future. We really do. Uh, Talking about future, I mean, McCann, he continues to hit and catch a good game. I mean, hitting 329 on, on Monday's game. Uh, he was one of the lone, lone highlights. You know, he threw out two guys, two caught stealing. Um, that, that doesn't happen too often with Sox catchers. I mean, he's got, he's got a rifle for an arm, playing some good D, pitchers are trusting him. How about Lurie Garcia? Hitting 275 in that leadoff spot, playing some D, and he's got some pop to his bat. I mean, he's played consistently the whole season. Hidden 275. that's promising. I, I don't know. I, he's not going I don't have him penned in as a future center fielder. I've got Robert there, but, you know, I don't know. Does Lurie move over to the left and you give uh, Eloy, you know, DH responsibilities? I, Lurie's pr- proving to be pretty valuable right now uh, to this team. And then you got Tilson playing a pretty good right. You know, he's had some bonehead – Uh, mistakes, but hitting 271, bottom of the order, you know, you need a guy like that that can flip it back to the number one guy and two guy. Uh, He's got speed. I like his approach. Again, I've said it before, he reminds me of Scotty Potts. Um, So we'll see what happens with with Tilson moving forward. Uh, And then you got to Bray you, you know, he's he's leading the league or close to it in RBIs. Um, You know, continues to play first base. I would say, you know, it could be 60-40, 70-30 with Alonzo. I mean, he's still out there playing first. Uh, but the average is at 246, and, and you really want to see that, that average bump up. Uh, you know, he, I, I trust the sample size of Abreu. Been with us since 2014. I think that average is going to come around. You know, I'm not going to be shocked when he's hitting 270, 275, 280 uh, at the end of the year. Um, so talking about splits, we talked a little bit about Mancada's offensive splits. Let's talk about Gio and his splits, man. I mean, we're talking about a guy here that, again, wasn't really on my radar uh, opening day. I was looking at Rodon, Carlos Rodon. I wanted to see him, you know, with 14, 15 wins this year. I was hoping for Lopez to to continue on a a rather hot 2018 towards the end of that season. Gio, I was like, hey, man, if you could just not get hurt, just put in some quality starts. Maybe if you can give us 200 innings, that'd be great. Just don't get hurt, you know, because you're going to be a fourth, you know, maybe fifth. And here, this guy is not only performing like an all-star, he's in Cy Young conversations. I mean, this guy is 9-1 and With a 2.28 ERA. I mean, he's a stopper. If we're on a losing streak, it is exciting to watch this guy pitch. Geo Day is the new, you know, from, from years ago, the sale day. It is appointment television. Watching this guy pitch, uh, it is awesome. You know, so he's pitched, he started 12 games. You know, here we are last year. At this point, he was 4-6. and six with a 7.08 ERA. I mean, his K to walk ratio was 30, 31 strikeouts to 39 walks. It's virtually a one-to-one ratio. Now in 2019, he's sitting at nine and one, 2.28 ERA. His K to walk, he's had, he struck out 89 to 22 walks. It's like a four-to-one ratio. I mean, it's unbelievable the turnaround that this guy's had, uh, and he continues to do it. I, I'm looking forward now. I, I'm looking forward to Friday's game against the Yankees because he's going to do it now against some against some some competition. That's a bit of a step up here. Uh, it's going to be against Sabathia. Friday going to be a really interesting game. Home crowd's going to be jacked. I hope it's supposed to be beautiful weather. Now you got Geo putting it together. Some consistent efforts time and time again. And now you got Lopez following up the day after and he has been hot and cold and when he's cold he is frigid and when he's hot he's putting up career numbers. Now he had a quality start his past start here, you know, and it's nice to have that one two punch. If we can have that consistently, you know, Giolito and Lopez and and then you throw Cease in hopefully eventually Man, it's going to be fun to watch this rotation grow. And again, as a fan, you're looking at this team growing. You know, sure, I'm going to keep looking at the wildcard, you know, numbers. The game's back, you know, records. And, you know, you want to make those splits. You want to make those comparisons. I just did it, you know, for Moncada and for Gio, And it's talked about everywhere. Splits on just about every player on this team. But To see the growth and to see the potential and to know that this team needs to keep advancing in this rebuild. You know, here we are year three, it needs to be better than two. It needs to be greatly better than than year one we first started. And to have a one-two punch, you know, of Gio and Lopez, that's all you can ask for right now. Because that's all we're given, you know, as fans. Uh, for for Renteria, for Cooper. It's like, what are they going to do? They can only pitch the the guys that they're given in Sox Brass. This is what you set us up with. You know, and Gio and Lopez are the two guys right now that are actually going to be with us through this. So I want to see those guys grow, of course, obviously. And, And Lopez has got a tough act to follow. To follow what Gio is doing, hopefully it's motivation. You know, when you watch a guy and you study him pitch and you're doing the spray chart... And you're talking to Coop, and you're and you're because you know you're up the next day, and I know that's a difficult act to follow. But if that could be motivation, I hope it is for Lopez. I'm loving this one-two punch. Uh, long way to go though. There's a there's a long way to go. You know, I want to see what this future is all about, and and I hope again. I, I keep saying this, you know. Next time we talk, I, we don't know who's going to be throwing in that Cubs series uh, coming up next week, but. You know, I I, I cannot wait uh, to see Cease in action again, and I and I'm ready to sit through the lumps. I'm ready to sit through the lows because it's it's only it's expected, but the highs, man. Uh, if you believe all these prognosticators, and we did when it came to Mankata, you know, and and we have when it came to Eloy, you, then you believe the the Cease uh, hype. We got to, we got a special thing coming, so. Sox are sitting at 32 and 34. They've kind of feasted, you know, and feasted might be a stretch. Uh, they've taken advantage of a rather easy schedule. They, they just have, and, and, and here comes trouble. Um, the next 15 games is going gonna, is gonna to be rough for this team. I, I, I think so. You know, you got four against the Yankees uh, to finish up this homestand. stand. begins uh, tomorrow night. I believe Nova's going on the hill. Then you're going to have Geo... Lopez and uh, O.D. And then they go on the road. And you've got, you've got two on the north side against the Cubs. You've got three in Texas against the Rangers. You've got three in Boston against the Red Sox. And then you come home for the Twins. And we all know what happened uh, last time we pl- uh, played the Twins. So, I mean, that's a tough 15-game stretch. And that's going to finish off June. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm looking at that, and I, I'm saying, you know, this Sox team, conservatively, six and nine, seven and eight, something like that, which would put them about 39 and 42, which again is three to four games under 500, ending June, which isn't which isn't horrible. It's really not. Now this team could surprise us all and just start clicking, man. And just get on a streak and, and, and end 500 or maybe a game over 500. I mean, I, that would be unbelievable to start July. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's, for what we thought we were getting ourselves into after that offseason and sitting here at 30, 32 and 34, it, it's promising. I'm sorry. For me, it's promising. Yeah, it's maddening because of all the what-ifs. But, you know, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, speaking of the Cubs, uh, the uh, crosstown series uh, starts next week, two in Wrigley, and then we'll wait a little while uh, for the uh, South Side portion. And uh, you know, Jeff and I did record; we did some recording before he left for vacation. We did a little recording of uh, you know the the fandom, the Chicago fandom. You know, being a Cubs fan in the South Side or a Sox fan in the North Side, or just the separation of the city and where you get your fandom from and what fuels that. And uh, look for that uh, next week. I'm going to make sure uh, that gets dropped uh, right before the, uh, the series with the Cubs. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. It always is. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the Sox taking one out of two uh, in all reality. But, man, those sweeps are sweet, especially when it is in enemy territory. Uh, That's all I've got here for episode 26 of Good Guys Talk Back. We really appreciate you joining us. Um, Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Uh, You can find this podcast uh, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, We are everything Chicago White Sox, very fan-centric and blue-collar. Find our Facebook page, Good Guys Talk Back and you could find us on Twitter at goodguystb for Jeff Julian on vacation I am Nick Morawski Go Sox